Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information. This program is sponsored by Yahoo and their media platform, Edgecast. Tune in to the end of this podcast to learn how Edgecast can help your business truly connect with global viewers. Or visit them now at edgecast.com. That's E-D-G-E-C-A-S-T dot com. What a weekend. You had Brady, Belichick, and the Patriots. You also had MLB's final weekend. But we also start with major news around the National Women's Soccer League. This is your morning buzzcast for Monday, October 4th. Good morning. I'm Abe Madcore. We touched on it Friday. Major changes at the NWSL amid a sexual harassment and misconduct scandal involving a longtime coach. On Friday night, the NWSL board asked for and received the resignation of Commissioner Lisa Baird. Baird was the focus of heavy criticism from players surrounding the league's response to this abuse crisis. Baird and her general counsel, Lisa Levine, were both asked to resign Friday evening. The major concern was that Baird was reportedly informed of inappropriate conduct by former North Carolina Cougar coach Paul Riley, but the allegations weren't investigated comprehensively enough or completely, and details of Baird and the league knowing about this issue were posted publicly by Orlando Pride star Alex Morgan, and they appeared to contradict a statement released earlier by Lisa Baird in which she claimed to have no knowledge of the abuse prior to a report on Thursday by The Athletic. Alex Morgan was deeply critical of the league and of Lisa Baird for their failure to prevent the abuse, especially around the case involving Paul Riley. Now a three-woman executive committee has been formed by the NWSL to oversee league operations. On Sunday, the league's board of governors appointed an executive committee made up of Amanda Duffy, who was president of the NWSL and is now with your Orlando Pride. Also Angie Long, who is an owner of the NWSL team in Kansas City, and Sophie Savage to oversee the front office until a new commissioner is named. The NWSL also launched an independent investigation into its handling of abuse claims, and U.S. Soccer is also getting in. It has retained a former U.S. Attorney and Deputy Attorney General, Sally Yates, to lead its investigation into abusive behavior and sexual misconduct in women's professional soccer. So both the NWSL and U.S. Soccer leading independent investigations. The bottom line here is you're seeing a league being held accountable by its players who are demanding the league take leadership in protecting players from abusive coaches. The players are obviously not going to stand for what is taking place, and good for them. We're seeing swift fallout and a major change at the NWSL. We have to keep a very close eye on where this goes from here. Well, I think we're all thankful we don't have to have another week of hype around Brady, Belichick, and the Patriots because even as a fan, it was just everywhere. ESPN was all things Pats Brady yesterday. NBC Nightly News previewed the game, and Football Night in America offered 
excellent behind-the-ropes coverage leading up to the game. If you didn't stay up, it was one that lived up to the hype last night. I'm eager to see the ratings for NBC Sunday Night Football. The Bucks held on to win. The Patriots missed a 56-yard field goal right off the left upright with less than a minute left. I thought NBC covered all the sights and sounds as they normally do very well. And while Bill Belichick and Brady had a very brief hug after the game, the two spent more than 20 minutes together in the visitor locker room after the game just after midnight. That meeting was reportedly set up by Belichick prior to the game, so Belichick Brady breaking a little bit of bread after the game in which the Bucks beat the Patriots. What an end to the MLB season. Yesterday you had four games in the American League that all factored into the AL wildcard, and the Yankees ended up getting a walk-off win for one spot and the Red Sox, who were down 5-1 at one time, came back to win to get the second spot. So the wild card round is set. You have the Red Sox. They'll host the Yankees Tuesday night in the AL wild card from Fenway Park, 8 o'clock. The Dodgers will host the St. Louis Cardinals in the National League wild card on Wednesday evening. So some very strong matchups, some marquee teams in MLB's wild card round. Meanwhile, we talk about steps Major League Baseball has to do to make the game more appealing to young fans, and much of it is around the pace of the game. Well, baseball announced yesterday, and the AP is reporting, that the average time of a nine-inning game set a record length once again this year, despite all of baseball's efforts to try to quicken the pace. Yes, the average game was three hours, 10 minutes, and seven seconds for this year's regular season. And that can't be considered good news for baseball. That's up more than five minutes from just a few years ago. So all the efforts by baseball to try to quicken the pace right now are not working. So back to the drawing board a little bit for baseball as they look to speed up their game. We talked about the Cardinals being in the wild card round. Meanwhile, the team's chairman, Bill DeWitt Jr., firmly pushed back on a rumor floating around St. Louis that the team could be for sale. This would be huge news in baseball, but DeWitt said there has been no thought about selling the franchise, and he feels that the team is in a really good place. So Bill DeWitt coming out with a very strong statement saying the future of the Cardinals is in his family's hands. No interest in selling that marquee franchise. And we talk about innovation a lot on the Buzzcast. Well, here's some innovation in the ticketing space. SeatGeek has announced the launch of SeatGeek Swaps, and it's the first ticket return feature really ever offered by a major ticketing company that I can think of. So if you're a customer that buys a ticket for a select event, you can now return that ticket up to 72 hours before the event with no questions asked on SeatGeek. Now, in the past, you couldn't return a ticket, you either had to resell it or eat the cost. But this new feature by SeatGeek, SeatGeek Swaps, provides some security to fans, especially to those buying tickets to events several months out. So this is a very interesting innovation by SeatGeek. Let's see how the marketplace responds. And finally, another glimpse of a little bit of return to normalcy. About 40,000 runners took part in Sunday's London Marathon, and that was the first full-scale staging of that event in more than two years due to the pandemic. There will be a run of marathons throughout this fall, but the first one held successfully in London on Sunday. 
It's a really big week here at Sports Business Journal. We're getting ready for the CAA World Congress of Sports next week in New York City. Please, you don't want to miss this event. It promises to be the first major industry gathering. Look forward to seeing you in New York. And finally, the New York Post and SBJ are collaborating on a new podcast. We'll combine the New York Post's Andrew Marchand with our own John Oran for the Marchand and Oran Sports Media Podcast. It'll be released weekly on Wednesdays starting this Wednesday. And it will talk all things media, who's up, who's down. We'll look at people, personalities, and ratings. It'll cover the hottest media headlines, the network deals, and the trends. So please check out this new podcast launching this Wednesday. Please subscribe on Apple or Spotify or wherever you download your podcast. That is the Marshan and Oran Sports Media Podcast launching this Wednesday. So that is your morning buzzcast for a Monday, the start of another week, October 4th. I'm Abe Madcore. Hope everybody has a great start to their week. Stay healthy. Be good to each other. I'll speak to you tomorrow. This program was sponsored by Yahoo. Millions worldwide count on Yahoo to connect them to their passions. What you may not know is that Yahoo means business too. Yahoo connects businesses to more growth. Edgecast, their media platform, delivers valuable media experiences to viewers worldwide through a secure platform that shares content with speed billions of times per day across all devices. Discover why the world's largest companies rely on Edgecast at edgecast.com. That's E-D-G-E-C-A-S-T. Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information. .com.